0: Yeah.
1: with you in this service this morning within the limited time we have i ask the spirit of the almighty that in your mercy you will flow in your power towards each and every one of us here this morning let every single soul in this house this morning experience the touch of your power in the mighty name of jesus jesus name we are praying amen god bless you please be seated I want to let you know that that short moment of prayer, a lot of things shifted in your favor in the spirit. A lot of things shifted. Amen. Whenever we pray, things happen. No matter how little. Your prayers can be short. It can be long. But whenever we pray, things happen. As believers, we are expected to pray long. We are also expected to pray short. We saw that in the life of Jesus all through His ministry on Earth. Last Sunday, we were talking about season of praise. And the Lord brought a declaration upon us that it is our season of praise. Can I hear um, an affirming amen? Now, I need to let you know that downward season is not seasonal. Amen? Because in our natural life, seasons are seasonal. Seasons come and seasons go. I think we are beginning to experience dry season now. It is beginning to set in and the rains are, are going away. Now, when God says a season has broken upon you, that season is not meant to be seasonal. It is meant to be permanent because our God is not the God that does seasonal things. The Bible says, Whatsoever the Lord doeth, it, it shall be forever. That is the word of God. So God's works, God's interventions, God's move, in the life of a man is expected to be permanent. So, I declare that the season of praise is upon you. And this season is not seasonal. A Amen. It's not temporary. It's not something that should change. Because forever, O oh God, thy word is what? Settled. 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 Take note of that word. Settled. Nothing can unsettle it. It is not shaky. It is not... It is not um doubtful, it's not something that you, you can trust on the word of God. You can bank your life, you can you can go to the bank with the word of God, you can you can just go to sleep as far as God's word is concerned. So the season upon you is not just for November, it's not just for December, it's not just for this year, it's not just for next year. It is for the rest of your life. You will be praising and praising until you are caught up into heaven with the angels. Hallelujah. So that's the first thing I want to draw your attention to. Secondly, when God declares, brings a prophetic atmosphere over a people, two things happen. One is that Jesus himself, the Lord himself, can bring it to you. I don't know if you're understanding me. That which the Lord said he will do. The Lord can decide to carry it in his hand and come and give it to you. And say, this is yours. And he will deliver it into your hands. Without labor, without efforts, without struggling. You just sit on your own and the Lord comes to you and says, you have been sick for this long. Now take your healing. You have been poor for this long. Now the hold of poverty over your life is broken. You have been down for this long. Now it is time for you to be lifted up. So there are times that the Lord himself... Brings it to you. Now, what God did to us last Sunday was to bring to us our season of praise. Amen? Amen. The Lord declared it upon us. The Lord came to us in his mercy and through the instrumentality of his word and that season of praise was declared upon us and I believe God very strongly that you will not lose your own. Because you see, Whatsoever is received can be lost. That is why I have issues with people that say once saved, forever saved. Permanent, once you are saved, irrespective of whatever you do, you are forever saved. It is not true. Salvation is a gift. If I give you a gift, if you don't hold it well, you can misplace it. Amen? And we have seen account, account, account of people that lost their salvation, even in the Bible, again and again. So, there are times that God brings things to you. For example, the man at the pool of Bethesda, that was there for, how many years? For 38 years. How much prayer did he pray? We never read anywhere that he called Jesus to come. Huh? It was Jesus that came by himself to that man and said, "Ah, God, okay, what is the matter with you?" And the man said, "I have no man." And you see, and immediately Jesus told him, He said, "Arise, do what? Take up your mat and do what? And walk." We never heard anywhere that the man prayed, and said, "Jesus, come on, Jesus, come on, Jesus, come on." So in that sense, Jesus took it to him. Are you with me? Are you with me? The son of that widow, that widow of nine that died, everything about that boy had been concluded and he was en route burial. they, They were taking him to bury him finally. Nobody called on Jesus before he met them on the way. And brought that child back to life. Are you understanding what I'm talking about? Now, now, Jesus by himself accosted them, met them, brought deliverance to that child by himself. Are, Are you getting the picture? Huh? Are you getting the picture? So there are times that Whatever God wants to do in your life and over your life and through your life, he brings it to you. He delivers it into your hands. But then, there are times that when God says something about you, you have to force it down. Are you with me? Eh? The challenge with most Christians and why many of us don't enter what God has promised. is not because God did not promise it. There are things that God will bring. There are things that you must go and take. There are things that you must force in your direction. Jesus was going his own. On his own mission. Going to do his own thing. Suddenly, there was a man that sat before the roadside and begged by the name Bartimaeus. Even though that is not a name, so to speak. As Jesus was passing by and the man heard that it was Jesus, what did he do? The Bible says he did what? He lifted up his voice and he did what? He cried. Jesus, thou son of David, do what? Have mercy on me. Jesus did not answer him because he was not the focus of Jesus at that point. Jesus continued his journey. The man cried again, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And I told him to
0: keep quiet. Jesus yet did not answer him. The
1: man lifted up his voice again and cried. Jesus, have mercy on me, thou son of David. And at that point, Jesus had no other option than to stop. He literally forced Jesus in his direction. Are you with me? He literally forced Jesus to give him attention. Do you remember the woman with the issue of blood? Huh? It would appear as if Jesus did not even know that she was there. Until what happened to her happened. She was not Jesus' business at that time. The attention of Jesus was not upon her at that time. But she forced healing. She forced deliverance. She forced virtue. In her direction. Listen, people of God. What I want to tell you this morning is this. You can order things in your favor. Are you with me? You can order things. You can redirect things in your favor. The river can flow in your direction. Normally, it is believed that the river flows from north to south. Normally, it is believed that the river but when God is involved, the river can flow from the valley to the mountain. Are you with me this morning? Yes, when God is involved. Because with God, nothing shall be impossible. The river can flow from the valley to the mountain. My assignment here this morning is to bring you to a point by the grace of God where you can begin to force things in your direction. Because if you don't develop that capacity, if you don't develop that ruggedity, if you don't come to that point, Where you become so rugged and resolute that whatsoever is yours must come to you. A lot of things are going to elude you. Listen to me. Health is for you. Joy, rest of mind, peace, progress, prosperity in life, increase, exploits, impact, influence, greatness, They are yours. I didn't hear amen. But the the, the irony of it is this. As much as God has made provision for this thing, for your life, it can yet elude you. People can live life without touching one tenth of what God has ordained for them. People can pass through life without smelling the greatness of the declaration and of the promises of God for their lives. The bane of many Christians, especially new generation of Christians, is laziness. We have people that want things, sharp, sharp. We have a generation of Christians that once, they they, they have prayed once, it doesn't happen. They have prayed twice, it doesn't happen. Maybe they have prayed three times, it doesn't happen. They accept it as their fate. The Lord doesn't want to answer me. The Lord doesn't want to answer me. Ironio. whatever God has here marked for you is yours. Whether you have experienced it or not, it is yours. Experiencing it has a lot to do with you. Amen? God will raise men and women from this place this morning that will go back to their secret place and bend their knees and say, Lord, I will not let you go unless you bless me. Ah. <laughs> do you know what Jacob did to God? You see? What Jacob did to, to 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 the angel of God, to the Lord. As far as I'm concerned, is embarrassing. How do you bring God to to the point of begging? Some of you, you don't know the enormity of the faith, the subject of faith, the the issue of faith that God has given us privilege into. See, you can you can bring God to a standstill because of you. You you can. What I'm saying is that you can hold God hostage until until he attends to you. This. It is, not, what I'm, it is not rocket science. It, it is a possibility. God can stop every other thing he's doing to focus on your life. Eh? Jacob held God. I don't, I don't understand. A human being. I created you. I know what to do now. The first thing I would have done is, is to make him so paralyze his hands. Th- those hands I was using to hold me, I'll paralyze it first. And if he refuses to let me go and it is becoming more embarrassing, I'll just take your breath. I'll just take your breath. Die first. When I go, I can restore it wherever I am. But God said, Let me go. It is becoming day. <laughs> Jacob said, oh God, you are going nowhere. Uh-uh. Nowhere. True. Until God answered him. The Lord did not leave that place that day. Uh-uh. So a man can be this strong." You will be a man that will pull down the oil of God in your direction. You, you will be a man that, that you are a go-getter. You, you, don't, you don't turn back on the day of battle. Whatsoever the Lord has a mark for you. Your hand must touch it. Your hand must handle it. You must pull it in your direction. There was a woman, a parable of Jesus in Luke chapter 18. Okay, we have not even, let's open the Bible. Luke chapter 18 from verse 1. I'm sure we are all familiar with that scripture, but let's read it. And he spake a parable unto them to this end, that men ought always to do what? To pray and not to faint. Now, if you remember last Sunday, we're saying, oh, that man. So if you are a man, then your lot, your entitlement, your portion is to do what? is to praise the Lord. Oh, that man will praise the Lord. Now, we are seeing that same word here again, and he spake unto them a parable uh, that men ought always to pray and not to faint. Have I given you topic for today's message? Enforcing your season of praise. Enforcing your season of praise. So, Verse 2, verse 2, there was in a city a judge which feared not God, neither regarded man. There are things in life that will have no regard for you. There are things in life that we want to prove to you and to men around you that the God you serve is fake or is not powerful enough to save you or to deliver you. So, the king feared not God, neither did the king regard man. Verse 3. And there was a widow in that city. The picture of this person is a weakling, a widow. No cover over her head, no defense. Nobody to speak for her. No encouragement. No, 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 no body around her. She's a lonely woman. She's a widow. So she's a weakling. A lot of times, that is, that is the picture of some of us in the realm of the spirit. Many times, we appear as weaklings. And indeed, many times, some of us are weaklings. Some of us, and, and except for the workings of the grace of God upon our lives. We are actually weaklings. Huh? And the Bible says men treat women. how does the Bible put it again. As weaker vessels. Do that know what the Bible says? Weaker vessels. So that is weak, weaker, weakest. So when we are talking about weakness, women are weaker. What it means is that men are weak. Then women are weaker. So what Jesus is actually trying to say there is that you that is a man that you hey, saying, I am strong. I, no, no, you, you are not strong. You, you are weak. The only difference between you and woman is that she is she is what? She is weaker. That is why you are still married, and small, small girls of in their teenage years and 20, can sweep your feet and you find yourself committing adultery with a girl that you can give birth to, it's because you are weak. You are not strong. See, we are not strong. Forget it. So, don't, don't be, you are a weaker person. You are, you, are, you are quarreling with your wife. You are weak. You are weak. You are weak. You are, you are, you are, you are weaker. The truth of the matter is that you, in yourself, you are weak. But you see, the irony of our weakness is this. Is that the strength of the Lord Almighty is made perfect. Where? In our weakness. So, you see, when God wants to do something with you, bah, let me tell you this. When God wants to do something serious with your life, he leaves a permanent disadvantage in you. That permanent disadvantage will always remind you of your humanness. It will always make you go back to God. Because if God makes you perfect, look at, look at how we struggle to make some of us come to church. If God makes you powerful in your own self, you don't need God anymore and that is how the devil will easily destroy you and clear you off of this earth so god left us weak so that his own strength can do what can have his way so that his grace can be made perfect say and you have this treasure where in 18 verses where is the treasure in 18 verses somebody say 18 verse what is an 18 verse You and I, we are 18 vessels. An 18 vessel is temporal. It's weak. It can break. In the book of Jeremiah, go to the house of the potter of clay. And as he was making the pot, making the clay into something, the Bible says the clay broke. So God will always want us to be reminded that you are weak in yourself. Forget about you can pray for 10 hours. Brother, that is why you are weak. The reason why you must pray for 24 hours is because you are weak. No matter the anointing upon your head, something is capable of bringing you down. A woman can bring you down, anger can bring you down as it brought Moses. That is the kind of positioning that God wants us to take as weak vessels. Weak vessels that are always looking up to God. Amen? Weak vessels that are always depending on God. Not on our strength, not on our, on our wisdom, not on our knowledge, not on our qualifications. Weak vessels That cannot take up the armor for ourselves. Weak vessels. That cannot fight the battle for ourselves. When your weakness draws you to God. Seeking help and grace. That weakness is a positive one. Amen. She was a widow. Yes. I think that should be verse 3. Go back to verse 3. And there was a widow in the city. She came unto him, saying, Avenge me of my adversaries. Verse 4. And he will not fear for a while, not even for a minute, not even an inch. There was no element of fear in the heart of this king. But afterward, he said within himself, Though I fear not God, nor regard man. Verse 5. Yet because this widow does what? Trouble it. Somebody said, Trouble it. Can you say it convincingly? Troubled. Uh, Do you know what it means to trouble somebody? In the real sense of it, was this widow troubling this, this king? Avenge me of my adversaries. It was a prayer. There were words of mouth. All right. That she uttered to the king. There were requests that she presented to the king. But in the eyes of the king, what this woman was doing was what? Trouble. She was giving him what? Trouble. Do you know, sir, that when you come to me with a request once, eh, and I listen to you, perhaps you need 5,000, and you say, Pastor Adalco, please give me 5,000. And I refuse to answer you. And you go, JJ. There's no trouble there. Huh? Have you met people that when they beg you for something, until you give it to them, you are not going to sleep home. Well. Anywhere they see you, they will ask. Your phone will be ringing. WhatsApp messages are coming into. Calls are coming into. All kinds. And when they can, they can ring you in the night. When it comes to that point, when prayer becomes consistent, it becomes trouble to God. Bring God to the point of trouble. Listen, God can be troubled over your life. I went somewhere. I drove. And some people met me. I knew them before now. I didn't know they were coming. I didn't plan for them. I had my own plans and all that. But by the time they saw me, as if if I became their body bearer, at the point, you people did not plan me into your itinerary. I didn't even know that you were coming here. So there was no plan for you. Why should you become my body? Because my return back was going to be. The same direction. They began to tell me, we'll follow you. I didn't want to carry them because I planned to carry load. I wanted to buy some things, buy some things, buy some things. I knew that my car will be overloaded. But these guys kept disturbing me, people of God, with my load. I carried them home. Because the plea, the begging became embarrassing to me. Me, myself, I carried them. I carried them to their place because I passed through there. People of God, there was a widow, there was a weakling, there was a widow that no man,
0: there was a widow that no defense over her life, but she knew what she wanted, she knew that there must be answer. She
1: knew that if there are men to pray, there is a God to answer. And this woman kept coming. Even when the response of the king was discouraging. Even when it was as though the king was not ready to listen to her. She kept coming. She insisted in the place of prayer. She insisted in the place of prayer. Until the king gave her an answer. And I tell you something. Some of you say, I've been praying, I've been praying, I've been praying. God has not answered me. God is not answering me. You know the reason why? The reason is because many times, what you pray and how you pray does not really move God. And this is the reason. The reason is because God is a king spirit king the king moves whenever he chooses to move the king does things whenever you see there are times that when you come to God God will want to show you that he is God and you you are man when you pray it's not as though God does not hear But he must be recognized as king. When you pray to that point that the king can be shifted, can rise up
0: upon his throne and he can say, I've heard the cry of my daughter. It is time to do something for her.
1: I've heard the cry of my son. It is time to do something for her. You must be able to Bring God to that point. So if you pray for one day, he doesn't answer. It enters one week, he doesn't answer. It enters two weeks, he doesn't answer. Keep praying, bro. Tell your neighbor, keep praying. Tell tell your neighbor again, keep praying. The day he will show up, all the years of labor will be forgotten. That is God for you. So don't be discouraged. Keep, keep striking. Keep striking the water of prayer. Keep paddling the boat, people of God. In enforcing your season of praise, you must be an insistent prayer person. You must be a consistent prayer person. You must be a prayer man and woman that does not give up. That does not re- receive a no for an answer you must be consistent in your prayer life. Amen? Some of us, we only visit the place of prayer when we, when we have need. So in the realm of the spirit, you are recognized as a visitor to the place of prayer. Meanwhile, Jesus said, my house shall be called what? The house of prayer, and not the den of what? Jesus, where is the house of the Lord? Uh, you are looking at me. Where is the house of the Lord? This building, right? Huh? No, this is vine branch building. God is here. So this is the house of the Lord. Huh? Where is the house of the Lord? You. So he said, you shall be called a place of prayer. That's what Jesus is saying. He said, my house shall be called a house of prayer. And not the den of thieves. But many of us, instead of allowing prayer to occupy our lives. To occupy our hearts. We have replaced it with thieves. Things that are there to steal the dealings of God in your life. To pick the deposits of God in your life. Things like gossip. Things like bitterness. Things like malice. Things like unforgiveness things like impurities and uncleanliness, things like debtiness, things like wickedness and evil, things like backbiting, all kinds of things have replaced your heart. There is no place for prayer. A man that is malicious cannot pray. A man that is unforgiving cannot pray. A man that has bitterness locked up within his heart cannot pray. You are meant to be a place of prayer i not a place of gossip. If anybody is coming to you with gossip, run far, far, far away. Run away from gossipers. Run away from people that want to inject bitterness, evil, and anything that will take you away from serving God. Run away from such people because my life is meant to be a place of prayer. Amen. She kept coming to the king. Say yet, because this will trouble troubled me, I will avenge her less. By her continual coming, she weary me. Yes, verse 6. And the Lord said, hear what the unjust judge said. And shall not God avenge his own elect? Can I hear Amen. man? Which cry? Which cry? How? Please cry out, please, day and night, unto Him, though He bear long with them. That God has not come does not mean that He has not heard. And let me quickly tell you: sometimes answered prayer can be God's silence. God and decide to give silence to your prayer. It is also called an answer to prayer. So, when God has not spoken, when God has not come, when God has not stepped in, what is he trying to say? Stay. Linger more. Linger more. Linger more. Listen to me. God desires fellowship with you much more than meeting your needs. You see, it takes maturity in Christianity to understand what I just said. Because many of us, we think that God is more interested in our needs than in your fellowship with him. The truth of the matter is that there is a realm, there is a level to which you fellowship with God that your needs are no longer consequential. You develop capacity, fatness. You become so huge in the spirit that the things that challenge you are non-existent. It is not as if they are not there. They are there, but the impact can no longer be felt. Prayer must go beyond requesting, requesting, requesting. Prayer must come to a point where it becomes a ministry unto the Lord. There are times that God wants to smell something sweet from your life, a sweet smelling aroma. There are times that God wants to, wants to wants to fellowship with you. There are times that God wants to have tacos with you. There are times that God wants to play with you. He wants to play with you. He wants to say, my daughter. He wants to say, my son. Hey, do you see this? Can you see this? What do we do about this matter? You must come to that point that Abraham came, that God will not do anything until he has revealed it to him. Abraham was a man of like passion than you and I. Whatever level he arrived at in God, can arrive there it's a matter of fellowship see prayer 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 what i'm saying this morning is this prayer must go beyond lord i need healing lord i need money
0: lord i need admission lord i need a car lord
1: i need favor Prayer must become a fellowship. Even when there is no need, you want to enjoy his presence. You want to You want to enjoy his glory. You want to enjoy his beauty. You want to be clothed in his power. You want to be clothed in his presence. You just come into his presence just because you just want to be refreshed. You want to hear his voice. You want to see his face. Hey, you want to hear him hold you. Hand to hand. You, you, Oh no you 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 want to be intimate with him you want you want to be close so 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 intimately joined connected to him such bond such marriage that nothing can put us under. may your prayer life grow to a point where instead of you giving god prayer point it is god that will now be giving you prayer point oh, you don't understand Maturity in Christianity is when you come to a point where your needs are not only consequential but God's needs. In Psalm chapter 2, God was speaking there and he said, Let's, let's go to Psalm, let me read it. Why did the hidden rage and the people in Managing Event Thing? The kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers, they counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed one, saying, Let us break their bands asunder and cast away their cords from us. He, he that sitteth in the heavens shall laugh. The Lord shall have them in derision, derision, uh, derision. Then shall he speak unto them in his wrath and vex them in his sore displeasure. Yet have I set my king upon my holy hill of Zion. I will declare the decree. The Lord has said unto me, thou art my son. This day have I begotten thee. Now listen, ask of me. What? What? ask of me, and I shall give thee what?
0: The
1: hidden. So what the Lord was asking him to ask for was the hidden for an inheritance and the utmost part of the earth for possession. Who gave prayer point? Who gave prayer point? That is what you experience when you become a son. When you become mature in your walk with God. It is not God that will give you prayer point. You come to God Lord, this is my admission matter. What am I going to do? Give me this admission. And right there and then, the Lord is telling you, pray for Korea. Pray for Israel. Pray for Gaza. That is how these things work. You come to a point where you have developed so much spiritual capacity that your needs are no longer relevant. They are there, but you don't feel it. You just know that they are taken care of. You just know that as long as the Lord liveth, he, he that shall come, shall come. You just know that he has promised in his word that he will neither leave nor forsake me. He has said he will be with me unto the utmost, unto the end of the earth. You just know that your life is settled. You just know that your needs are settled. You just know that whatever the devil tries to do around your life, he is just playing your focus. It's on the prayer point that the Lord has given you. What prayer point has God given you? And the king granted the desire of that woman. Why? Because she did what? She insisted. Tell your neighbor, don't give up. Say, don't give up. You see, listen. From experience, I've come to realize that It is easy to praise. You see, even if you are not happy, maybe you lost someone before you came to church and they are praising. No matter the pain, if you see somebody beside you praising, you are likely to praise. But if it is prayer, you are going to find it extremely difficult to pray because of your emotions, because of of the, you know, that kind of sorrow that came upon Peter. That kind of sorrow that put him to sleep when he was supposed to be praying. Prayer must be deliberate. You must discipline yourself. You must constrain yourself. You must have an elder in the Lord. When I was growing up as a a young Christian, I'm still young, but at that time, I'll follow him for programs. He's an evangelist, preaches all around. Sometimes we will be on crusade ground till 12 midnight. You know, village meetings. It's not like town here that by seven we are running you know, in a village. Ten o'clock. It's not a vigil. Message is still is just starting by 10 o'clock. And I have watched this man carefully. We'll go to the room to sleep maybe around 12, around 1. By the time I sleep and I'm I'm waking up by 4, when I wake up, this man is already already up. Praying. It happened like that several times. I couldn't beat him to rising up first. I made it a competition at some point that I must rise up before this man today. By the time I'm waking up, sir, he's sitting down praying. Two years ago, I was in Benin. He came to Benin to preach. I went to meet him. I said, yes, this man has advanced in age. I will beat him to this thing today. It, it, it has been a mission of my life. To wake up because he's my model. He's, 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 he's somebody I, I follow very carefully. I went to the meeting with him. We got back to the hotel. And we slept. We slept at about 12. And I said, okay, today I wake up by three. People of God. As I was waking up like this, I saw Baba. Over 60. Baba sat like this. That is how he prays. When he's praying, this is how he sits. Just sit like this. By three o'clock, Baba is already praying. And I said to myself, young man, what are you doing? What is wrong with you? What is wrong with you? What is wrong with you? I have seen consistency in the life of that man over the years. God has lifted him beyond measure. Can I tell you something? Impact is not about fame. Hey, there are a lot of people making impact that are not known. Hey, uh, you don't see. God has, eh, no, no. God, God, God has people that are not known. When you see people on the pulpit, everywhere, several of them are your Father and the Lord. Father and the Lord that does not know you. I don't know how somebody can be my Father and he doesn't know me.
2: Say, that's my Father and the
1: Lord! I have to sign form with protocol before you see your Papa. No, no. It's not done. Especially you young people. It's all those popular, popular people that you, you, don't, you don't even know their secret life. All you know is that they are preaching and people are saying, yeah, 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 you don't know them to their homes. You don't know them to their sleeping life. You don't know them to what they do at their private level. And they are your father in the Lord. The long and short of that story is that the answer that that woman needed, she got it. Can I hear amen? She was avenged. I see God rising in vengeance on your behalf this day. I see God rising to fight your battle this day. That woman enforced her season of praise. Can you tell me? When the king gave her answer, what was the next thing? It will be praise. It it will be testimony. She will be happy. She will be dancing. She will be telling people, hey, see what the king has done for me. Hey, see how the king has answered my prayer. Her heart will be full of joy. Her legs will be full of dancing. I pray for you that from this day on, the Lord will give you reason to dance. He will give you reason to sing. He will give you reason to celebrate. Pray avenges. The Lord shall rise up upon you and he shall spread his wings over you. The sun shall no longer be your light by day, nor the moon by night, but the Lord himself shall be thine everlasting light. These things are achievable. When men pray, when men pray, when men pray, if there is a man to pray, there is a God to answer. Whatever it is that troubles your home, troubles your family, troubles your wife and children and finances, can I tell you, there is an answer in the place of prayer. If you pray once and it doesn't happen, pray again. If it doesn't happen, pray again. Keep praying until the Lord hears your voice. There is an answer coming for you. If you must enforce your season of prayer, you must be a man of prayer. A man of prayer. Pray in the day. Pray in the night. Pray in your car. Pray while upon a kada. Pray in the market. Pray. A friend of mine sang, said, I will pray, pray. Pray, I will pray, I will pray, pray, I will cry aloud, I will pray, till the heavens open wide upon my life, and the name of Jesus Christ is glorified. Let us pray, until Jesus is glorified. Are you, are you understanding me? When that pain is no more there, Jesus is glorified. When that discouragement and distraction is no more there, Jesus is glorified.
0: When that defeat and failure is no more there, Jesus is glorified. Organ my time, pray. Husband and wife, pray.
1: Children, students, men and women, pray. That is our life. That is the air that we breathe. That is, that, is, that is the oxygen of a Christian. Prayer. Tell your neighbor, pray. Please tell your neighbor, pray. Please tell your neighbor, pray. Before you do anything, can you take it to the Lord in prayer? Oh, the friend we have in Jesus. All our sins and griefs to bear. All the privilege to carry. Everything to God in prayer. Oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pain we bear. Oh, because we do not carry. Everything to God in prayer. And somebody is telling me, I cannot pray for long. Brother, if it is five minutes, you can pray, pray, pray. But make sure that that five minutes daily is, make it consistent. Hey, yeah. If it is 30 minutes, you can pray, pray. <laughs> Pray, pray, pray. Even though the lowest standard that Jesus gave us is praying for one hour. But listen to me. When a child is born, that child begins the process of growth. The child begins to sit. The child begins to crawl. The child begins to walk, take steps. The child begins to run. The child begins to do things. Whatever level you are, you can pray. Somebody is saying, Pastor, teach me how to pray. I cannot teach you how to pray. You learn how to pray by praying. You learn how to pray by praying. If you don't know anything to say, say, Lord, help me. Lord, help. That is a prayer. Bend your knees in the place of prayer. Stand, stop standing too long before men. That is why they don't regard you. A man that bends before God will always stand before men. The reason why many of us are defeated in life is because many times we fail to bend before God. Any little thing, you are going to knock on that office. Any little thing, you are going to talk to that uncle. Any little thing, you are running helter-skelter looking for the help of man. When the helper of man is alive and waiting for you. Can I tell you that right in that room, in that solitary place, in that Mud house. Mud house that nobody has regard for. That mother house, that when the governor comes, not even the counselor of your world, you know, recognizes that there's, there's somebody in this house, but the king of glory, many of us, encounters that we had with God were given to us in touched houses. He can come where you are. You see, one thing about him is that he can abound, he can abase, Whatever level you are, God can meet you there. Any position you occupy, God can meet you there. God is not a respecter of persons. Whatever you do, no matter your status in life, God can locate you right where you are seated. Are you hearing me this morning? He knows your name. He knows the number of head strands upon your head. He knew when you came to the earth. He knows when you will die. He knows you. Pray. Let me tell your neighbor, say pray. If we must enforce the season of praise. You see, there's something called, something the Holy Spirit was teaching me some time ago. You can perpetuate your encounters. What it means is that if you receive an encounter from the Holy Spirit now, you can make it to repeat. How do you do that? It is by carrying the encounter, putting it in your quiver of prayer, and you keep grinding it in the place of prayer. A man that prays can become anything for God. A man that prays. There There is nothing the devil fears like a man that prays. And a man that prays genuinely not a man that prays with empty words. I don't have time to go into all that. When a genuine prayer person is praying, the devil is afraid. Do you remember Peter? Arrested by Herod and imprisoned. Do you remember? you remember the first person that Herod arrested and killed was who? Was James. James, the brother of John. Herod took him and killed him and it pleased the people. So when Herod saw that it pleased the people, he said, okay, Peter too. I will kill him. He took Peter and he was going to kill him. What happened? The Bible says the church, what happened to them? The Bible says they offered prayers earnestly. Hey, can you go oh, my time? Give us Acts chapter 12 very quickly. Acts chapter 12, very quickly. Now about the time Herod, the king, stretched forth his hand to vex certain of the church. He killed James. Go on, please. And because he saw it pleased the Jews, he proceeded further to take Peter also. Then were the days of unliving bread. Yes. And when he had apprehended him, he put him, yes, please go on. Go on. Peter therefore was kept in prison, but prayer, 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 was made. How? Without what? Season means the answer to that prayer did not come the day they began to pray. Listen, people of God. I am trusting God to raise rugged men and women in this meeting today. Men that will be ceaseless in their prayer life. uh, Men that prayer and fasting for the first three days of the month is just just because the church called for it. But their, their life is a life of what? Prayer. Men, that when their husbands, of, I mean women, that when their husbands offend them, the first thing they do is to what? To pray. Families, that when are going wrong, when things are going wrong with their family, with their children, what do they do first? Pray. Prayers were offered without ceasing of the church unto God for him what was the response what was the result Eh? what was the result of this prayer what was the result of this prayer did Peter come out did he come out of the prison now the chains on his hands were they broken or not the chains on his legs were they broken or not how many gates did Peter pass not less than frigates but the bible says all the gates open how on their own accord and then last sunday we saw the bible says oh that man will praise the lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works for the children of men. For he has done what? Broken the gates of brass. And he has done what? He has torn the bars of iron in sunder. How did that happen in the life of Peter? Prayer. Somebody shout to me. Prayer. Come on, can the church chorus it to me? Pray. Shout it to me. Say, pray. There is no gate that can withstand the force of prayer. People of God,
0: enough
1: or being lazy. Pray. Wake up in the night. Pray. Deprive yourself of sleep. Pray. 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 Pray for people. Pray for the church of God. How many of us pray before coming to church today? How many of us prayed and said, Lord, as we go for service today, bring people, heal the sick, save the sinners, save people, move in them? How many of us prayed for this service today? People of God, pray, pray. Oh, I don't have time anymore. As I begin to conclude, Jesus, in Luke chapter 9, verse 28, the Bible says, He took Peter, James, and John on the eighth day. And they went to the mountain. And there, they prayed. Is that not what the Bible is saying? And he came to pass about eight days after this saying, he took Peter, James, and John and went up into a mountain to pray. Now, what happened in the next verse? The Bible says, as he did what, please? Hey, church, you have gone to sleep. Should I drop the microphone? As he did what? As he did what? prayed! Prayed! What happened? What happened? The Bible says the fashion of his countenance was altered. Prayer has capacity to alter whatever the devil has instituted in your life. Prayer can alter things. Whatsoever has been the consistent story in your life, in your family, wherever you are, whatsoever has been your experience over the years, prayer has the capacity to alter. And I declare upon your life that whatsoever is negative in your life today goes under alteration by the force of prayer in the name of Jesus. And as he prayed, the fashion of his countenance was altered and his raiment was white as snow. There was, was white and glistering. There was a transformation, a sudden transformation that took place. Jesus became supernatural. Jesus became extraordinary because he prayed. Remember, There were three men with him on this mountain. There were three men. Peter, James, and John. Only the person that prayed received a change. You can be in the environment of prayer, nothing will happen to you. You can be in the environment of transformation, Things are happening to others, but nothing is happening to you because only them that pray receive transformation, receive transfiguration. Only men that pray alter things in their life. Only men that pray. Are there people here this morning? My time is up. That will make a commitment to the Lord. Lord, I will pray. This season of praise upon my life must last. I must invest in prayer. Is your life shameful? Are you having issues of ridicule, mockery around your life? Prayer can change it. Eh? There are things you are ashamed of. There is a pending shame. There is, a, there, there, is, there is ridicule all around you. Even you, you are ashamed of yourself. I know a man that prayed. I know a man that prayed. His life was in shamble and disorder. His life was scattered. He lost every glory. Thy heart. But he prayed. Kaya, Tulia, Buria, Tuni, Paulos. The Bible says. And Samson lifted up his eyes to the Lord. Hi. And Samson lifted up his voice unto the Lord. And he said, Lord. Lord Lord if you will help me this once just this once let me avenge my enemies because of my eyes that they have removed a man that was a grinder a man that was turned into a sportsman and said something dance for us and a threat became a toy kalipari kayitana Whatever will turn you into a toy in the hand of the devil, God forbid. I say God forbid. Do you know a toy? Children play with it. They play around with it. They throw it around. They mimic it. They they play around with it. Samson became a toy. Yes. He became a toy. He lost every glory because God's presence had left him. Hey, even though he had fallen from grace to grass, as long as he could pray, God could still hear. Can I tell you something? No matter how deep you are falling, if only you will pray, if only you will pray, if only you will pray, pray, God is still ready to hear. The song says he will come, he will come. I know he will. For the Lord our God is faithful. Said, as we labour, as we tarry much in prayer, He will answer; He will visit us afresh. And Samson said, "Lord, Lord, just this once." And suddenly, they thought he was playing. They didn't know that he had prayed. Your enemies may still be thinking that you are playing, not knowing that you are prayed. Kaliba irekinda Let the spirit. Of supplication. The spirit of prayer. Let it rest upon this body today. Let it rest upon this church today. We can achieve great for God when we pray. And the Bible says. And the spirit of the Lord came upon him. As his head grew. He pulled the pillars. Upon which the house stood. The pillars broke. And the end of Samson's life. Was more Glorious. How many people he killed. Hey, in his death, it was far, far more than how many people he killed in his life. Glory has eluded you for long. There's still hope for you. Yes, there's still hope for you. I'm talking to somebody here. There is about to be a restoration of the glory of God upon your life again. That negative story that I've been told about you, there is about to be a change. A transfiguration. Because somebody decided to cry out to God. He lifted up his voice to the Lord. And he cried. And there was an answer. Brother, there's an answer waiting for you. If only you will pray. This morning again. In another five minutes. I know, we are, I know, I know time has gone. But in another five minutes. I will drop the microphone. They will drop the musical instruments. You will rise up on your feet this time around. Can you rise up on your feet this time around? In another five minutes, you will lift up your voice and you will cry to the Lord and I advise you pray in the Holy Ghost. Just pray in tongues. Just pray in tongues. Just pray in tongues. Is that the best you can do? Are you looking at me? I am not something. I am not acting drama. I am not playing sports here. I am not entertaining you here. I am here to make you achieve something under the hand of God, under the mighty power of God. You have five minutes. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Let God hear your voice. Let this place erupt in prayers. Are you angry in your spirit? Are there things you don't like in your life? Are there things that are not looking like the plan of God in your life? Can you lift up your voice? Pray in the Holy Ghost now because I am dropping the microphone too. Honestly, I can't hear you. I can't hear you. We, we, we are not looking serious. You have just five minutes, four minutes now. I can't hear you. I can't hear you. Raise your voice. Open your mouth wide. No music. Pray. Pray. Don't, don't wait for music to encourage you. No. Pray. Even the musicians, too, have to pray. Everybody have to pray. Everybody. Everybody. Technical, security. Children, class, wherever you are, everybody have to pray. 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 Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. Pray. What a friend we have in Jesus. Oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pain we bear. All because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. If we can have it on the screen, please. Pray. Pray. There is an alteration. There is a transformation. There is a change of life. There is a change of story. There is a change of experience in the place of prayer. Pray. 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 Don't look at anybody. Don't bother about anybody standing beside you. I want you to pray. Pray. Pray for yourself. Pray. 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 Enforcing your season of praise. 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 Yarabasha. Pray. Yella, are you praying? Are you sick in your body? Pray. Are you troubled? Pray. Are you sorrowful? Pray. Are you in pain? Pray. Have you failed many times? Pray. Are things difficult?
0: Pray. Pray. Pray.
1: Pray. Pray, Pray somebody. Pray. You can take a good Shakuku Kakakayata, Brenagagaguria, Mamma, 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 Mountains are coming down. The valleys are being filled. The crooked paths are being made straight. Darkness is turning to light. Shame is turning to glory. Failure is turning to success. Setback is turning to progress. Stagnation is turning to advancement. Pray. Things are changing. There is a new song that is breaking out testimonies are coming forth. It is your season of praise. 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 Ray. A new song. Hey, hey. There's joy in your habitation. There is peace in your habitation. Results in your habitation. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father In the name of Jesus. Can I hear it louder? Amen. Can you make it louder? We'll sing this hymn maybe. Maybe the first. Number one, number two, and maybe number three. And then I'll put the microphone down. It's done. Whatever you have prayed for. Whatever you have lifted up your voice to the Lord for is done. Can we make it faster? La, 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 la. Yes. La, la, Alright, let's go now. One to go. What a friend we have in Jesus. One to go. Who! love we have in G. a bit faster a bit faster
0: Be discouraged. There is victory. There is victory. Never be discouraged, people of God. Hallelujah. Can we fight? Can you fight? Hallelujah! Hallelujah! The kids Are we weak and heavy laden? Are we weak and heavy laden? Let's sing it now. Are we weak and heavy laden? with the Lord of God. Precious Savior, precious Savior, precious Savior. To, the Lord, yes. to thy friends, despise and forsake thee.
2: To thy friends, my own
0: sake. Come on, thank you to the
2: Lord yes. in prayer.
1: declare upon you this morning that may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ may the love of God may the sweet fellowship of the spirit of God rest and abide with you and all of us now and forevermore Amen